Eagle. Yes, master. Please open the door. Whatever you say. Welcome to the Hampshire Feast. I hope you're ready for some cooked ham. We've got plenty to go around. Come take a seat at the table. I will show them to their seats. Ah, yes, Eagle. This shall be the finest Hampshire feast we've ever had. Yes, master. The ham is juicy and succulent. Eagle, go tell the heavyset brothers it's almost dinner time. Well, Ryan, it's been a month, and this feast is finally ready. Yeah, Chris, I gotta say, I'm pretty sick of Halloween at this point. I'm kind of over it, but this feast is amazing. Look at these giant hams. Shish kebabs, turkey legs, pizza rolls, all the best ones. And look, there's that pumpkin pie that you fell on top of last week. It's still there. And it still looks delicious to me, even though it is smashed. This must be some feast that it took a whole month to prepare. And look at all the monsters that are here. Look at this. The Wolfman, Count Fatula. How do you know all these people? The Mummy. What's the, why is that seat empty there? I think that's supposed to be the Invisible Man. Well, the Invisible Man surely can't eat too much. Hopefully I can finish some of his leftovers. Yeah, I think there'll be plenty to go around. But if you want to steal from a monster, go ahead. Ah, uh, yes. Heavy Seth Brothers. Are you ready for the feast? Yeah, Count Fatula. This has been really delicious. Just wait till you try the ham. And then, you will want me to be a co-host of the Heavyset Podcast. Listen, Count Fatula, we appreciate everything you're doing with this feast and all. But you've still been holding this prisoner for a month. Who? You locked us in a dungeon. You almost got us killed in your weird Jurassic Park world. I mean, I just want to go home at this point. Chris, Ryan, settle down, my children, and taste my delicious delights. Okay, I'm not, I don't know how I feel about the way you worded that, but the ham is good. Looks delicious, so we are going to enjoy this feast. And now let me bring you some entertainment. Eagle. Yes, master. Please bring out Trixie the Gypsy. Yes, master. Whatever you say. We'll hope your heavyset brothers will enjoy this. She's about to hop out of a cake. Ooh, in fact, I do love cake. I love cake, and I love women jumping out of cakes. Oh, Chris. Okay. Yeesh. I don't... I don't know about this gypsy girl. Trixie looks a little bit rough. Why is Trixie covered in hair? She looks pretty clammy. Oh my gosh, she's got a beard, Ryan. Yeah, Wait. I, I will say this, she's got some moves. She's a good dancer, but... Man, she's gliding through the air like butter. 
Wait a second, Ryan. Is is that Justy Bug? Oh my gosh, Chris, it's Justy Bug. He dressed like a dancing gypsy <laughs> named Trixie. I think he's here to try to save us. What's he doing dressed as a woman? What's he doing dancing and hopping out of cakes? I don't know, let's try to get his attention. Uh, Trixie? Hey, boys. Trixie, if I'm not mistaken, I'd say that you're my brother, Justin, a.k.a. Justy Bug. Yeah, it's me. I'm here to bust you out. What? How did you get over here? I have my ways. How'd you learn those sultry moves? Been practicing for years. Why are you wearing women's clothes? It's the only way the fool count fats. Well, we're glad somebody finally showed up to save us. We've been here for a month. It's been torture and delicious, but then also torture. Yeah, thank God Count Fat loves big burly women and lets you in. Guys, I think I figured out a way to get you guys out of here. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, I'm serious. What do we got to do? Well, we need to get away from Cat, Count Fats so we can discuss this in private. Yeah, that's... That sounds pretty good. Hey, yo, Count Fatula. Yes, Lionel. Hey, we love this feast, and we love Trixie the Dancer. It's all been great, but I think me and Chris are going to do a podcast now. What? A podcast? During the feast? Yeah, well, we just got that itch, and we're going to show Trixie how it works. You know, how we record. Yeah, Count Fatula. I mean, you were the one who told us to finish what we started. We got one more episode to put out before Halloween. Ah, yes, ABSF Brothers. You thought rascals take Trixie up there and you go record. Uh, we appreciate it, that account fat. Yeah, thanks. Um, come on, Trixie. Oh, I can't wait to see how this is done. <laughs> Easy there, Trixie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, let's head to the recording room. So, Justin, how the heck are you going to get us out of here? I got a jetpack. What? You've got a jetpack? Yes. I've got a jetpack. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I did not expect that, but sweet. So, uh, slap it on. Fly us out of here. I ain't got enough juice. I had to use it to get over here, and the batteries are dead. Oh, man, those battery-powered jetpacks will get you every time. Well, um, do you need to charge it up? Yeah, probably take about an hour or so to get it charged up so we can get out of here. So basically what you're saying is we have an hour to kill before we can escape Count Fatula's clutches. Yeah, we have an hour to kill. What can we do to kill this hour? Chris, any ideas? Hmm. We could take a nap or we could record a podcast. Well, I guess we could just go ahead and do the podcast. We did promise the people. It is a heavy set Halloween. Yeah, this is quite quite the fat guy Halloween we've been having. All right, well, Jesse Bug, you want to sit in with us on this one? Yeah, I guess so, since I'm here. Waiting that old jetpack to charge. All right, you boys ready? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Heavy Set Podcast. I'm Chris. Hey, everybody. I'm Ryan. I'm Justin. Gearing up for the final episode in Heavy Set Halloween. Gosh, it feels like it has been a long month. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, it feels like we've been trapped down here for a full year now. Um, you know, we got Pooh Mountain going on in the Count Fatula's Dungeon. We finally got to have some cooked ham. Um, overall, it's been a terrible experience. But now we have Justy Bug here with us. Hey, say hey. Say hello there, Justy Bug. 
Hello. <laughs> Thanks for adding. <laughs> yeah, Chris, there's been a lot going on. It's been a busy month, but I hope everybody's enjoyed Heavy Set Halloween. And I say we just move on to our first topic. How does that sound? That sounds pretty good. Um, What do you have for me this week? Do you have a movie pitch? Yeah, that's right, Chris. I'm going to bring back Ryan's Macabre movie pitch starring Chris. You all know what this is. It's where I pitch Chris a movie, and he can either choose to do it, make the film, take the payday, or he can turn it down, and nothing bad will happen. As everybody knows, I need the money, so I've been agreeing to everything Ryan's been throwing at me. Yeah, so far, you have agreed to every movie pitch I've done. It's it, it's pretty amazing. I think, I can't remember how much money I've accumulated so far, but um, it's been quite a bit. It's. I know the last one, you made over 20 mil. Yeah, I think the last one set me up pretty good. Well, guess what? In honor of Justy Bug being here today, he is going to be your co-star in this new moving picture. You guys ready to hear it? Yeah, go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The movie you guys are going to be starring in is called Sight for Straw Eyes. Sight for Straw Eyes. Chris, you are going to play a man named Wilbur Cobblepot. <laughs> Justin is playing your best friend named Chip Lansdale. Chip Lansdale? Yeah. Sounds a lot better than Chipper Cobblepot. <laughs> no, you're Wilbur Cobblepot. Oh, Wilbur Cobblepot. Now, Chris, the premise of this movie is you cut in line at a, in front of a voodoo priestess at a K- Kentucky Fried Chicken. Sounds about right. <laughs> it's really mirroring, mirroring your real life. She gets upset when this happens and curses you and basically turns you into a scarecrow. You still look like Chris, but you are clearly made out of straw. She turns you into a scarecrow man. You're still alive. You can still move, but you're a scarecrow. Now, Chris, you go to your best friend, Justy Bug, a.k.a. AKA Chip Lansdale, and you guys are in pursuit of this voodoo priestess to try to get her to change you back. And that is basically the whole movie. Now, along the way, you fall in love with a broom. What? <laughs> and you start having a relationship with the... <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want to fall in love with a broom. Come on. How does that work? Because nobody wants to fall in love with a broom because it's made of straw. <sighs> and now that you're a scarecrow... You know, you're down for that kind of thing. Oh, no. Here's the kicker. (laughs) The broom gets you pregnant. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. So, half the movie, you're carrying this love child between you and a broomstick. Oh. And you and Justy Bug are are racing against the clock to try to get you changed back into a human. The movie ends on a cliffhanger to be set up for future future sequels. Now, Chris... They're going to pay you $3 million to make Sight for Straw Eyes. Plus, you'll get a lucrative broom spokesperson deal that'll last the rest of your life. Justin will make three mil, no spokesperson deals. Will you sign up for the project? I have a relationship with a broom? <laughs> yes, a broom. Oh, and the broom knocks me up. Why am I pregnant in every one of these? That's your, you know, that's your thing in these movies. That's what you're known for in Hollywood. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger always saying, "I'll be back." You're always getting knocked up by things. And tune back in on my next flick. I'm <laughs> pregnant again. Yeah, <laughs> some weird object. How much money am I getting made? Am I, I going to make off this again? You're going to make three million bucks. 
plus a lucrative spokesperson deal for brooms. Now, last year, the rest of your life, that contract. Is there going to be like a love-making scene I've got to do with this broom? Well, it's kind of just hinted at. You know, like it's always hinted at. <laughs> like you and the broom laying in a bed, like candles lit, and like saxophone music playing. It's just shadows on the wall, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> shadows on the wall, like just like your <laughs> the camera pans off your face real fast, and you're, whoa, you're what, what's happening? You. Why isn't Justy Bug having simulated sex with a broom in this movie? Because he's not the one that's a scarecrow man. You're the one who cut off the priestess of Kentucky Fried Chicken. I didn't know, though. Yeah, well, you do now. Well, Chris, you heard the deal. Will you star in this movie? No. Really? <laughs> You're turning it down? Heck no. I've already, Like I told you, it had to be a hell of a deal. I've already made $20 million off my last movie deal, and I've already embarrassed myself enough getting pregnant by The Rock. <laughs> But you got to think, you have a spokesperson deal that will keep you in money for the rest of your life. You'll never have to really work again and not make another movie. Yeah, what am I going to say on this spokesperson thing with this broom? Hey, I made love to a broom. Hey, I'm a family man, me and Broom Hilda. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to ask Justy Bug if he would also be in the movie, but if the star won't attach himself, then I guess the project will just have to stall out. Sorry, Justy Bug. We can just put Chris in with CG. <laughs> a hologram. They're like cutting and pasting and pieces of you from your old movies, <laughs> putting it together. Yes, yeah, I'm pregnant in all those films, so it, it would work. Tons of, tons of usable footage, especially from Chris Daddy Longlegs. No, nah, I think I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to do this project. I'm just going to retire on the last film I've done. And I think the days of me being, you know, in pregnant movie roles and are over with. Yeah, well. I've almost, I was almost perfect this year, but I'm going to end on a sour note, I guess. Because I already also have a jug head from the last film, if you if you recall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll never get rid of that. <laughs> I got a big head anyway. All right, Chris. Well, that's all I've got for you this week. All right, everybody. We're going to move right along. Up next, we got Hidden Gems. <laughs> That's where we talk about favorite things from Halloween that we think everybody will enjoy. They're not real popular, but really a, a mainstream audience would enjoy these things. And we got two we want to bring you here for the last episode of Heavy Set Halloween. And the first one is called Ghost Stories from the Pickwick Papers, which is an animated Halloween special from 1987. And I'm going to throw it to old Justy Bug. Justy Bug, have you seen the special? Yes. You know... This is something, you know, mom would always record specials, cartoons, whatever, movies when we were kids. And this was on our Halloween tape. I think it had like the Garfield Halloween, which Chris doesn't remember. (laughs) (laughs) And other Halloween specials. I think like the Casper Halloween special. Yeah, I'm pretty sure also Spaced Invaders, which we didn't get to this year, but another good Halloween movie. But yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, but I I don't know what it is with this. It's, you know, that classic 80s cartoon. It's kind of it's dark, kind of creepy. Yeah. Like that art style. Like, I love this thing. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with everything you said. 
Uh, yeah, this was a cartoon that mom just taped off of the TV when we were kids. We grew up with it and then rediscovered it years later. I can't remember who found it, but some, one of us found it on YouTube and sent it to the other ones. But I've always loved the music and the animation in this special. And basically what this <clears throat> is, is Charles Dickens wrote a book called The Pickwick Papers. And there had a few ghost stories in the book. And they took a couple of stories and made an animated special out of them. And I absolutely love the special. I think Justy Bug hit it on the head with um, like the darkness of this. Like, you know, things back in those days in the 80s had a very dark tone to it that they don't have, you know, with cartoons nowadays. And it's something that I can appreciate. And uh, like, yeah. dad doesn't like this because he thinks it's too creepy. Yeah, I can see that. It is creepy and it was something that we loved as children. It does have an edge to it. Just the way it's animated. It just, yeah, kind of stick with you, I guess is the best way to put it. You remember the uh, woman the, in, in the first story? You know that woman that they're carrying around that horse carriage? Yeah. I always, always thought she was kind of attractive. Did you not think that? She's got blue skin. She does have blue skin, but I think she's very beautiful. She looks like a corpse, well, Chris. What's wrong with having blue skin, Ryan? I don't know. I guess it's okay. You want to date a Smurf? <laughs> That's what I took away from that. But anyway, I figured I'd let you boys in on that little that little nugget of information. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this is a great Halloween special. Very, like, I guess you'd say forgotten. It's not something that people talk about. Even, like, people that talk about, like, obscure specials don't really talk about this much. But it is on YouTube, and you can go check it out, and I highly recommend it. Ghost Stories from the Pickwick Papers. Chris, what's the next one we're going to talk about? Ryan, the next one we're going to talk about is the new Halloween movie. When I say that, I mean I have to watch. This is like the main Halloween movie that I and I know us watch every year. That is Trick or Treat. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. This film was uh, made in 2007, I believe, and it is an anthology horror film. Well, what's y'all's opinion of this? I know y'all seem to like it, too. Oh, yeah. I, I love this movie. This is like, to me, like... The new classic for Halloween. It's very Halloween-centric. You know, you just see the weather, like the leaves falling. I mean, it takes place like on... It's basically four horror stories all made into one movie that all kind of intertwine. There's like one central character that's, that is in every story. And the whole thing takes place on Halloween night. And yeah, I absolutely love this movie. Yeah, I like... Love the aesthetic of this movie. Very, it just feels like Halloween when you're watching it. Very Halloweeny, as we would say. Oh yeah, you know, like you gotta watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and like Home Alone and movies like that on Christmas. This is the movie that I've got to watch on Halloween. Like there's specials I gotta watch, like A Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and Garfield, A Halloween Adventure. But when it comes to actual movies. Probably this and the first actual John Carpenter Halloween movie are the ones that I have to see every year. Our, our father even loves this film. Like he loves getting together and watching it, and that's saying something to me because you know dad doesn't like he, dad hates everything that we watch. Yeah, and there's something about this film too that I like is you really have to be paying attention. And I'm not going to give it, um, any spoilers away, but there's just like a lot of these stories, kind of like like intertwine and it's kind of cool seeing everything you know play out in the film and seeing I, how it all fits together yeah seeing how it all works i love that about it. i love movies like that yeah it's just 
real seamless how they all interconnect. It just works so well. So if you watch it, pay it. Make sure you better pay attention. Like don't. It's, this isn't a movie to talk through because you will be left behind and you'll be confused the whole time. Yeah, this was a big cult hit when it came out. Uh, it, it, it was liked by critics. It's got an 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. They keep saying they're going to make a sequel to it, and they just haven't done it. But I wish they would because this movie deserves to have sequels. I, I would love to see another one of these. Oh, yeah, this is a film that you could do multiple, multiple. You know, you could turn this into a whole film series with just different stories. And, yeah, like you just said, I've been hearing that they're that they're supposed to do it for years. I think the guy who made the film, can't remember his name, but I, he he just came out and I went to interview you know, a few months ago and said that he still wanted to make another movie. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's been saying that since 2013, but that yeah. is true. But anyway, you got any more you want to add to that, Justy Bug? Didn't they hold this movie back for like a few years because they thought it was going to bomb? Yeah. And then it like came out and people that watched it love it. Yeah, the studio didn't have any faith in it. They made it, and then they held on to it for two years, and then they released it in theaters, but just like a very limited run. It only played in a couple theaters. And then, it once, but once it got out there, people loved it, and the critics loved it. So really, if uh, Warner Brothers would have played their cards right, they may have had a huge hit on their hands. Yeah, I guess we'll never know. And like you brought up, people loving it. You know, the... Everybody I talk to about this film loves this movie. Everybody. I don't think I met a person that's hating this movie yet. It's a great movie. Uh, Trick or treat. Everybody go check it out. It's real easy to find. This time of year, it is playing all over TV, uh, on demand. Uh, check this one out. You will not be disappointed. Okay, boys and girls. Now let's move on to our next topic, Freaked. And this week... Justy Bug, why don't you go ahead and tell us what freaked you out growing up? These, it's it's multiple picks, really. This is something I shouldn't have watched as a kid, but I know we did. Yeah, this show's been chock full of those kinds of picks, I promise. I'm talking about 90s Stephen King miniseries. Oh, yeah, those are the good ones. Yeah, those are creepy. Specifically, the big one, It. And then a lesser known one, Storm of the Century. I think we all know it. You know, Tim Curry as Pennywise the Clown really made that iconic and probably contributed a lot to people's fear of clowns. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love Tim Curry. And I I think I I really love him in every single thing he does. And he was great in that miniseries. He was freaky, but he's still kind of funny. And, yeah, I also was freaked out as a kid watching It with Tim Curry. Yeah, you're right. When I think of clowns, that's the first clown I think of is It's Tim Curry and how creepy it was growing up. It's funny. It's creepy. But Chris quotes this movie to me, like, all the time. (laughs) You do a pretty good voice. Why don't you give us a little bit of that right now? Little little (laughs) Tim Curry is Pennywise. Let's see. What do I say to you all the time? What is that line of that film? Oh, yeah, yeah. Beware, Justin. Beware. Uh, Gully boy. Uh, Tim, <laughs> Tim Curry in here? <laughs> Sounds like he's in the room with us. Beep, beep, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris. They float. 
Oh yeah, there's there, you know they got those filters on Snapchat, and they got that clown filter. And I know every time they re-put that clown filter on there, me and Justin send Pennywise videos to each other back and forth and quote those movies. And I will say this, even though I think uh, It was a creepy miniseries and Tim Curry was great in that, I honestly think that Storm of the Century is the creepiest Stephen King miniseries that's been made up to this point. Never seen it. Oh, uh, Chris, it's somebody has uploaded the entire thing on YouTube. Is that that four-hour thing you sent me the other day? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Good it, night. Plus, it, I own it. I can hand it, give it to you. Y'all hang on to that, but I'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> is it, is it compared to it? Is I love it. Now, of course, it has its flaws, but to me, that's what makes it it. Justin, can you tell us a little bit about Storm of the Century? Storm of the Century is about a tiny island off the coast and there is a blizzard coming, and it's going to basically shut down the island, cut it off from everybody, and they're not going to be able to contact anyone for help. And a man named Mr. Linoge shows up and tells the people of the island, give me what I want, and I'll leave you alone. And I don't really want to spoil what he wants, but have you guys heard of like the Lost Colony of Roanoke? Oh, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> Chris loves. I, 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 I enjoy history, especially like unsolved history. Yeah, me too. Well, basically, he implies he is the one that made that colony disappear. And Mr. basically, like, if, he, if, they don't, if that town, that island doesn't give him what he wants, he's going to make all them disappear also. Yeah, he makes all the inhabitants of the island have a vision of them walking through the blizzard and the entire town just walking straight into the ocean. Yeah. That sounds pretty interesting. Sounds like a genius wrote this movie script. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's weird is Storm of the Century is the first time I was a kid uh, being aware that I was scared of isolation and actually being alone, like knowing that you are completely cut off from the rest of the world. And how much fear and like terror you can get out of that scenario. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I had to fend for myself, I'd be screwed. Yeah. There ain't no cans of ravioli, you know, outside in the wilderness. I'd be in trouble. But, yeah, this was a super creepy movie, and I really enjoy it. And out of all the old 90s miniseries that were based on Stephen King work, this is the one that I think holds up the best. And I can still watch it and enjoy it. I love it. I don't feel like it has aged particularly well. I would I would really think that Storm of the Century and then probably also Rose Red, which is another miniseries we didn't talk about. But I think those two probably have aged the best. But I still not will give the nod to Storm of the Century. Justin, hey, I love those picks. Um, of course, I, I need to watch Storm of the Century, but we all know I love it. And I was sad as I need to watch that. I haven't watched it yet this Halloween. Yeah, good job, Justy Bug. Thanks, guys. <clears throat> okay, you fellas ready to move on to our main topic? What is our main topic? Glad you asked, Ryan. Our main topic today is spooky slash scary video games. Ah, uh, everybody loves a scary video game. And um, we know Justin, a.k.a. Justy Bug, is the biggest gamer out of all of us. I spent many hours just watching Justin play video games growing up. 
Oh yeah, so did I. I'd be grounded and just watching Justin play games. <laughs> exactly. Same here. Me and Ryan, that, that is funny. Yeah, I'd be wanting to go outside and play. Ryan's like, nah, sit down, play some games. Play Mario Sunshine. And it sounds weird, but whenever you're grounded, watching your brother play a video game, you know, that's your only source of entertainment. So, you know, it's what you gotta do. Justin's online ID, like when he plays games for years, has been clam jammer. Is that still your gaming ID? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Clam Jammer. <laughs> oh, wait. My bad. It's never been Clam Jammer. <laughs> oh, wait. It's usually corn dog related, right? Yeah, it's corn dog. My oh, favorite okay. childhood treat. <laughs> <laughs> it is true that Sorry, Justin, Justin Very simple mistake. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that on another episode, but. We're going to have Jesse Boog back. But, yeah, Justin, side side note, Jesse Boog loves Sanderson Farm frozen corn dogs. Who doesn't? I loved them, too. I don't think they make them anymore. You got a funny story behind that, but we'll, for another time. Yeah. But, anyways, fellas, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to crank this off, and I'm going to bring a game to the table here. And that is something I know me and Jesse Bugs played through. Ryan, I don't know if you've watched me play some of it, but that is a game called Until Dawn. I don't think I have. Until Dawn is an interactive survival horror game. And it's, you know, it's basically like you have control of all these characters in a teen slasher film. And you get to, in like, you know, and, and it assigns you characters on specific scenes of this game slash horror movie. And you're making decisions. And each decision has a ripple effect. You know, they, they got, they even have a system in the game called the butterfly effect. You know, each thing you do you know, can uh, can affect you down the road. And it, this game has many, many outcomes. So, you know, if you decide to go in this creepy abandoned cabin, you know, you might just get killed or you can go eat a sandwich down there by the river. You might drown. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, if you screw somebody over early on in the game, but they survive and then you're in a hairy situation later on in the game, they might screw you over. The, you know, get away from the killer. And this game is a fantastic game to, to play with a group of people. I've wanted forever to stream this and have a bunch of people come over and everybody just make decisions and kind of play it as a group. That sounds like fun. I mean, it'd be the perfect, maybe next year we can figure that out. But I love games like, and plus this is actually scary. There is many jump scares throughout this game that had me jumping and freaking out. Oh yeah. And it has several like twists and turns that you don't see coming and then you're like oh man that was going on this whole time and i was completely in the dark on it fantastic storyline fantastic actors you know terrific voice actors the main one in in this film that that centers around is hayden panettiere and she's a fox certified smoke show so it makes the game even better (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but um with fun the funny thing about this is there's a there's a several characters in this game but i was trying to keep all the all the women alive <laughs> i was trying to, i was killing off all the men but then like you know some of the characters some of the characters that you think you're gonna hate you actually end up liking throughout the game because of what they go through and the decisions you make so it's it's really interesting but anyway until dawn it's on the thing isn't that strictly for the ps4 yeah, it's a PS4 exclusive. Well, okay. that explains why I've never heard of it. 
It's pretty cheap online. It's a fun game. You can play it with a group of people. Go check it out. Uh, Justy Bug, you want to go next, or you want me to save you for last? Uh, I'll go ahead and go. Uh, the game I've chosen is the best Ghostbuster game, and it is Luigi's Mansion for the GameCube. Uh, I have that's that's a game I've actually watched you play, and I I love the way it looked and just watching you play it. Yeah, it was a launch title for the GameCube, and it was it's a short game, but it's really made to show off the technical prowess of the GameCube. A lot of effects, a lot of like dust effects, lighting effects, a lot of stuff is you can interact with, which was kind of a brand new thing for that generation of hardware. Yeah. And uh, this game, the atmosphere of it, just it's dark, you know, lightning flashing. Luigi's scared, so he he hums the theme song throughout the entire game when he's That's walking my favorite. around. Yeah. And like the more he's hurt, you you like hear that he's scared. He's like ah. <laughs> Luigi pissing himself in fear. And let's talk about how you know I'm finally happy that they gave Luigi a you know a main title video game. Because it's always Mario this, Mario that, and then Luigi gets one, and he's in, he's in a haunted mansion sucking ghosts through a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, the complete opposite of Mario. You know, bright. I mean, the the, the Mario game on GameCube was Mario Sunshine, like the complete opposite of this. Which I do love that game. Which it's great that they done that because it's it was such a charming video game. And really made you love the character Luigi like so much more than what you already did. Oh yeah, that's a great game. Uh, I've always, you know, I've always wanted to play those, but you know, I just never have a Nintendo system. Uh, once I got an Xbox, I pretty much just stuck with that. But maybe one of these days I'll pick up the next Nintendo system and just play some of those backlog games. But yeah, that's a good one, Justy Bug. Oh, thanks. Hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> What do you got for us, Ryan? I have, well, actually, I have a Nintendo game. I have Eternal Darkness, which came out on the GameCube, exclusively on the GameCube in 2002. Have either one of y'all played this game? No, I have not. I I played this at your house, you know, years ago, 20 years ago, however long it was. This is an above-quality survival horror game. It kind of feels a lot like silent hill where you're moving through different times and you know destinations and like haunted houses and different stuff and you have to attack and kill enemies and survive you're doing all these spooky things but what really sets this game apart is it had what they call a sanity meter now what this is is the more you get scared in the game your sanity meter goes down and the less sanity you have the the more things look like like freaky as well. it's kind of hard to explain but like the game will actually start messing with your head when your sanity when your sanity meter goes down like it'll make you think that you you're t- you turn your tv off and the screen will go blank and then it'll come back on and your character's like reacting to it like it'll just say that it was muted and all the sound will go off it's like you try to save your game and the game will tell you that you deleted all your save files and that they're corrupted. But it's just doing this stuff to mess with you. 
it was like a ingenious uh, system, and it really wasn't utilized after this game came out. And it was really cool. That sounds super, um, super interesting. Yeah, I like the way, like you know, it kind of did things that were like affecting your character, but also making it where you playing the game were also experiencing these situations, especially like the game telling you that all your game saves have been deleted. Of course, that's going to make you freak out when you're playing, and it's going to raise your anxiousness and anxiety, just like the game character's anxiety is being raised. And it's kind of a cool idea. Small details like that are what make video games. I mean, even going back to, like, I'm a big fan of the um, um, NFL 2K5 football game, but what made that game set apart from all the others was the details. And that's what... You saying that reminded me of that game and just thinking about how much the details put into it. But, you know, and you don't see that nowadays with video games. You know, what's funny is when this game came out, a lot of people thought those were glitches. They thought that the game was having glitches, but actually it was programmed into the game. That was just part of it. This game was universally acclaimed when it came out. Got like basically good reviews across the board. However, it was a commercial disappointment and it sold less than half a million copies worldwide. It did not sell well because Nintendo had a lot of sequels planned and all this stuff. But, of course, after those sales, they all got canceled. So, unfortunately, this is the only Eternal Darkness game that we have. Yeah, I remember playing this at your house. You had actually left at nighttime to go do something. And I was playing this. And I don't know if you remember... Like where your couch was sitting, there was a long hallway that went all through the bedrooms. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I'm in there playing this at night, and it's completely dark in your house. And I just keep peering over and looking down that hallway, <laughs> like <laughs> psyching myself out and freaking out. I think I saw some move. Yeah, well, that's all I got for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I have to check that. I'll have to look that up on YouTube or something. I can't remember that. Oh, yeah, that's a cool game. Got any more you want to throw out there, Jesse Bug? Uh, What about Outlast? (laughs) Yeah, me and you playing Outlast and in the middle of the day and freaking out and having to turn the game off because we got too creeped out. I I watched Justin play play this game called Outlast, and you're running through this old, I don't know what the hell you call it, old abandoned mental hospital from this crazy witch doctor. And it's scary as crap. And I used to, that game, watching Justin play this game gave me nightmares. And I told Justin I couldn't watch him play it no more. Yeah. Crazy witch doctor. I ended up having to just delete it off my PlayStation because I couldn't finish it. It was like, that's scary to me. Yeah, so that might be the game to check out Outlast. I've never heard, once again, I've never heard of it. Also, before we move on, Dead by Daylight. That's also a fantastic horror game. A game that... Chris gets really frustrated playing with me. Well, I played, I used to play this game religiously, and I still do play it quite a bit because it's just a fun, easy, quick game, and all that. And those what get me because my attention span is too short. But in that game, you you get to be a killer or one of the four or five survivors. If you're the killer, you're trying to, of course, kill all the survivors. If you're a survivor, you're trying to turn these turn turn on these generators in the game and that in return if you think if you turn five generators on and and repair them you open up the door and you can't escape but you're also being hunted by this killer the whole game and if he catches you he puts you on these meaty hooks and then i think you get two chances on the hook and you you die and if you get hooked your friends can come and save you and it's a back and forth fun game but anyway 
Justin can't repair a damn generator to save his life. <laughs> yeah. When you go to repair these generators, there's randomly a quick time event where there's a circle and you have to hit, I think it's the R1 button. You, you got to time it just right. Yeah, you have to hit it just right. And I am notoriously bad at this. So when me and Justin play this, I, I tell Justin, when we, we're talking on headsets, I'm like, hey, man, let's split up. Just like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't want you anywhere around me when I'm trying to repair a generator. No, Chris, I need you to save me, to protect me. <laughs> because if you, you can repair these as teams and, you know, repair the generators faster. But, um, so I would always like tell Justin, like, run away from them in the map because I don't want them, you know, fudging my time up. And all of a sudden, I remember I'll be sitting there repairing a generator. I can see Justy Bug's character sneaking up on me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hell no. I'm like, you need to get away from me. Yeah. I'm coming to check on you. And, it's, and if you, you know, if you if you mess up and don't time it just right, the generator blows up, which alerts the killer. And he knows exactly where you're at. Yeah. I was walking up on Chris, and Chris saw my character. And you don't have your gamer profile ID of the character. So Chris was like, Justin, are you this guy in the red shirt? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's me. Is that you, Chris? Go, Justin. No, no, get away from me. Leave me alone. And it never fails. As soon as he comes over there, bow, he blows the generator up and the killer's chasing us down. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, sorry, Chris. Sorry. Well, you I just couldn't stay to. away from me, could you? But anyway. Chris, got to get us out of here. That's a fun game, too. Go check that out. It's called Dead by Daylight. I believe it's on all consoles. It's on all the scary games we got. I think that's it. That's it for this edition. Chris, you ready to move on to the next topic? Well, guys, this is usually the part of the show where we do our reviews, a.k.a. heavy set reviews. And this week... <laughs> This week we got something extra special. Oh yeah, I heard about this a couple weeks ago on uh, Facebook. As soon as I saw that this existed, I knew I wanted to find this and try it. And that is the Flintstones Fruity Pebbles candy bar. Oh yeah, I think these are exclusively at Walmart. White chocolate bars with uh, Fruity Pebbles cereal pieces in them. Chris, what did you think about these? First off, I love Fruity Pebbles. I think it's by far the best Fruity cereal. Yeah, I also like Fruity Pebbles a lot. So I was super excited. I love Fruity Pebbles. Um, Fruity Pebbles, um, anything. Like Fruity Pebbles Rice Krispie Treats. I had a Fruity Pebble cookie one time. It was fantastic. So I was excited. However, my opinion on this candy bar, it was good, but it wasn't fruity enough. I didn't have enough of that Fruity Pebble taste. Yeah, let's start start with what was good. It's had good texture. It was crunchy from the cereal. I like that. Fantastic like, mouthfeel. I like. <laughs> <laughs> I like the packaging. It's like it looks like the box, like red has old Fred Flintstone on the front of it. it. It does have terrific packaging. I'll say that. But the white chocolate just kind of covers up the taste of the cereal. To me, you just are having like kind of a crunchy white chocolate bar with like a hint of fruity cereal. Yeah, and I, I kind of like that was my only downside of it. it. Was it was good, but I wish it had more of that fruity flavor to it instead of the white chocolate, whatever the hell that was. Well, I think it's funny is I think they missed an opportunity because they should have a cocoa pebbles 
candy bar. Oh my gosh, that would have been good. <laughs> yeah, it seems like that was just like a no brainer, but I don't think they they did that. I think it's just the fruity pebble kind. We'll send them a letter. I already did. I wrote Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Jesse what's Buggy, your view on these? Huh? Wait, never mind. You had Justy Buggy hasn't had one. No, no, I haven't had it. It's too good. Well, Ryan, my review on this, I'm gonna, I'm going to give this a three point five out of five. Um, I would have get it would have been a higher score if it had more of that fruity pebble flavor, but that is the reason why I knocked it down a peg or two. But hey, it still is good. It's worth the try. Oh yeah, I totally agree. I might would have this again, but like a long time down the road. It was good. I gave it a three out of five for the exact same reasons that you gave your score. You know, Ryan, we tried a bunch of different things, you know, for this October. What was your favorite that we've had? Ah, uh, my favorite. Good question. I honestly think my favorite thing this Halloween se- uh, season, and I think this is new for this season. I'm not 100% sure, <laughs> but I think this is the first year it's been out. Uh, ooh, yeah, I'm going to give it to the Witch's Brew Kit Kats. I think this is the first Halloween candy we actually reviewed, and this is my only Halloween candy this year. They got a perfect score of a 5 out of 5. But I love the packaging. I love the look, like that green uh look of the candy and i love the marshmallow cream in these because it makes it taste like a like a marshmallow <laughs> treat hybrid but i i love those yeah kit kat really had it going on this year because my favorite was the pumpkin pie kit kats yeah those were good too um like i said i'm a i'm a big fan of pumpkin pie and to me kit kat nailed the flavor profile and who doesn't love kit kats yeah, there was definitely things I wanted to try that we just didn't get the chance to. Like, I never did find the the vampire uh, Hershey Kisses with the red filling. I know that a couple of different food places did some promotions, uh, like Dunkin' Donuts and stuff we didn't get to try. There wasn't as much this year. No, I mean, that's the thing. There was not as much. And the stuff that, that we did see out there didn't look as grabbing. I mean, there wasn't like no Halloween Whoppers from Burger King or nothing like that. But, you know, I still, considering COVID's going on and everything's kind of weird right now, you know, it's still a decent little spread this year. And there was definitely some cool stuff to try. Justy Bug, did you try anything? Yeah, I didn't have a lot of these novelty or seasonal candies. But one thing I did have was Scary Berry Ghoulade. Which Ooh. got for the kids, but you know, I sn- snuck a few. <laughs> got for the kids, but you drank all of. I noticed you didn't give none to us. Of course, then again, we had bags of candy and then never gave you any. So <laughs> you got you guys were gone in a dungeon in Hampshire, so I couldn't really make make the trip. Well, actually, I tell you what would have been. I have a ton of zombie skills left over. If you wanted, he could have tried those. Uh, I have have had those and. uh I wasn't real crazy about them. Neither was I. And we tried the Goulade Popping Rocks, and that's probably actually my second favorite Halloween candy this year. I really liked those. Yeah, those those were good. I liked that too. That, think, those those probably definitely be my runner up. I think my runner up is well, the one you named them, um, the Witch's Feet. That Witch's Brew. The Witch's <laughs> Brew. <laughs> you know Garfield and his dog Cody Bodie. No, Chris, that's not it at all. I watched so many Halloween things, I can't remember, Ryan. (laughs) But hey, well, I think that puts a wrap in our reviews. Yep. 
Uh, it's a go ahead and try mm-hmm. the uh, Fruity Pebble bar. It's all right. And yeah, I think it's time to move it on up. And I want to move on and tell you boys a ghost story. Are you are you implying that it's time for Chris's creepy corner? Ah, uh, yes. Chris's creepy corner. Do we need to do a content warning? Yes, because um you know yeah, we need, we got to do one. Okay, this is it right now. Content warning. <laughs> Don't do the things that I've done, especially this one. Chris has made many mistakes in his life. Now, I've always, like Ryan said, made a lot of mistakes in my life. Always been in places I shouldn't have been. <laughs> um, Sorry. Please continue. <laughs> my life is in shambles. <laughs> we are trapped in Transylvania. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this story <laughs> there's good and evil in this world fellas good and evil ah. and I've unfortunately yeah. experienced both ends of this so before I get into this we're gonna, this is going to be about Ouija boards and now growing up you know for those of people listening we live in Arkansas we're in the Bible Belt and I was always taught, we were always taught to never play with a Ouija board. Oh, yeah. Well, I never have. And have you ever put, done, played with one, Justy, bud? No, no, I will not touch one. That yeah, just I, I've never freaks me touched out. one. Well, I had that same, you know. I never, I, I've never been in the same room with one. I'm like, people start talking about that stuff. I'm like, all right, I'm out. I was too forever. But anyway, you know, you get out. I got, you know, went down a weird path in life and. Decide to dabble in the occult. <laughs> if you want to put it like that. I ain't no other way to put it. I'm proud of this. And I will say, you know, don't mess with a Ouija board. You're fixing to hear why not to mess with one. I did. I was stupid. I regret it. Wish I wouldn't have. But here we go. So I played with a Ouija board, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling from the lead in that you may have. No, me and my, no, I, I was living with a group of friends in this trailer house. And there's like just a revolving door of people always hanging out in all different friends groups every night. And there's this shed outside where we go hang out sometimes. There's couches and stuff out there. It's like a little hangout area. It's been years ago now. And around this time, we're digging around in Indian burial grounds, doing things we shouldn't be doing, but we're doing anyway, getting spooked out, having weird experiences. And somebody said, hey, I know someone who has a Ouija board. And I was like, man, I don't want to do that. Like... I know I've been doing all this other bull crap, but I just, I've always, I promised mom I wouldn't play with the Ouija board because all the bad stuff that comes with it. But they talked me into it. <laughs> what really got me curious was we heard if we burned the Ouija board that we, that you could see like, like little flame, like spirits come out and like scream. That's what, that's what they said. So I was like, well, we got to try to burn it. So that was really the main goal. So we went and picked it up from somebody. Took it back to this creepy shed night, late at night. I started playing with it, and we didn't really like get it, get into it too deep. But when you put your fingers on it, like it, it does, it felt like something was like moving it. You know, it didn't feel like it was you pushing. It felt like you were getting pulled. We didn't play with it for real long, so we started trying to light it on fire, and. I feel like burning it was really the whole goal of this. Yeah, that was it was the main thing. We we're going to see if that would work. And so it wouldn't burn for a while. I mean, this thing won't catch on fire. Finally, we get it rolling. 
He goes, well, I also thought maybe if we burn this, it'll close off anything I'm going to jack with. It didn't. <laughs> and we burned it. Nothing nothing weird happened, you know, in that moment. You know, we didn't see any weird fire things coming out of it. It just burned like a piece of cardboard or a piece of wood. Chris burned it and released that evil upon this world. <laughs> and then he's like, ah, someone else will deal with it. I'm going to take a nap. I burned it and the coronavirus came out of it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. What a twist on the, if you said Halloween, <laughs> you released the coronavirus. So we, you know, it was, it, the whole thing was a little creepy, but nothing happened in the moments. So we're like, okay, you know, and I, I broke, you know, one of the many rules mom set for me. I felt bad about it. I was like, oh, well, I'll just, I'll, I'll never bring this up to her. We'll move on. I'll never touch one again. The next night, I'm alone in the, well, I'm actually there. My roommate's asleep, but I'm up in the house. It's three o'clock in the morning. Go to the kitchen. I'm getting me something to drink. I hear banging out in the shed. And the shed is where all this happened at. Yeah, right? the shed is where we played with this at. And I was currently sleeping in the house or walking around in the house. It sounds like somebody is out in the shed beating the walls with a hammer. Pow, 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 pow. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like somebody's in there. So I start freaking out. I think I might have either went out there, I might have wake my roommate up. I finally like, built up the courage. But as soon as we go out there, it stops. And we we walk in there. There's nobody in there. And nothing looks disheveled. Like everything's pretty much where it's usually at. The next night... Around 3 o'clock in the morning, I'd already forgotten about it. It happens again. Pow, 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 pow. I'm like, oh my gosh, something's out there. We go out there, nothing's going on. Yeesh. The friends that we had that stay over, a couple of them had no idea that we played with a Ouija board out there. Had no idea that I've been hearing things out there. They talked to me and said, hey, this is going to sound really weird, but at 3 o'clock in the morning, we woke up because it sounded like somebody's out in your shed beating on stuff. Oh, my. God. Did y'all actually go out there and go in there? Yeah, we went a couple times. And there was no nothing in there? There was nothing in there. And the, the, these people, the time they heard this, they said they, that they didn't go out there, but it freaked them out. Then another person told me the same thing, and we have not discussed this with each other. It was just all separate times. And so I started freaking out. I'm like, okay, I've unleashed something awful. Something horrible came from this wretched board, Ouija board. Chris, you did it again. And so <laughs> weird things start happening in my life around this time too. Like a lot of bad things. And I remember one night in particular, Ryan was staying at mom and dad's house. I know you'll remember this. You, you can comment some on this. It was, oh yeah, I remember. I was hearing some weird stuff out in the shed. Well, you were there visiting. You, you were there at mom and dad's house. You were hanging out with me and you were visiting. And then I was like, All right, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to go to sleep. And you went home. That's so, right. So you went home. Yeah, I went home. And can I tell the next part too? Yeah, go ahead. I am asleep in, the, in their back bedroom. And all of a sudden... I just started hearing the doorbell going nuts. Now, mom and dad have a fan blaring in their room, so they can't hear anything. But I'm just hearing the doorbell going nuts. I'm like, what the heck is going on? I go to the door. It's you. Your, your windshield wipers won't go off. Yeah, I, I, I had went home, and on my way home halfway, I started having these weird issues with my with my car. My windshield wipers are going off and on like crazy. My electrical stuff was like popping, like da 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 da
So I got terrified, and I instantly knew this is because probably the Ouija board. So I went and woke up Ryan, for whatever reasons, decided to involve you. Yeah. I was like, hey, come look at this. Like, what the like, what the hell's going on? And yeah, your like, windshield wipers wouldn't turn off. And you were like asleep rather than in that sleepy state. Like, you didn't know exactly what was going on. We finally get it to stop somehow. We took the battery cables off. That's right. And put them back on, and it, it fixed the problem. And so I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to go back home. I'm like, all right, good night. You went back home. I went back to bed. So I'm going back home, and I was there alone uh, in that house by myself at this point. I don't know where everybody else was gone. And I'm in there laying in bed, and the storm rolls in. And I can't remember what time it was, but it was super late. The power comes off, shuts off during this storm, and it is dead silent. You can hear, you know, the rain outside. And this shed, as soon as that power cuts out, starts going crazy, crazier than I've ever heard before. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I freak out. You know, I don't, out there playing a drum solo. So I don't have a flashlight because I'm not prepared. So I'm stumbling around this house in a storm, getting spooked. Like my adrenaline's running. I'm freaking out. Can't find my uh, van keys. I'm like shuffling around. <laughs> All the while, I can hear this shed outside. And I kid you not, it honestly sounded like I could hear like growls during this, like, like low vibrational gr- like grunts and growls. And so I was like, I got to get out of here. So I just find my keys and just take off. Just shut the door, jump in my van. He's like, I'm going to go back to mom and dad's house. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What was that? <laughs> I flicked his name on my foot. I thought it might have been a ghost. <laughs> so then I go back to mom and dad's house. I don't hide, for whatever reason, I don't have a house key. I think mom and dad are like, we're taking this rat batch's house key from him. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I am... <laughs> I am ringing this freaking doorbell, hoping Ryan wakes up. Okay, let me jump back in. <laughs> Chris left. I didn't know all this stuff was going on. I'm back asleep. Once again, I just hear hear the doorbell going nuts. I'm like, what is happening now? He just got back, back to sleep, doorbell. I'm sure. Surprise, surprise. It's Chris again saying that he's scared of ghosts and he's coming back to the house. Yeah, I think I remember I come clean to you because you were like asking me. You knew something was wrong. I was like, I've been playing. I played with a Ouija board the other night, and you were like, "What is going on in your life?" <laughs> yeah, like, you idiot. I just imagine you saying, "Ryan, my house is haunted." I was. I was freaking out. I was scared to death. I was like Chris, I'm going back to bed. I don't know what's happening, but don't come back again if you leave. If mom and dad woke up, like, "What are you doing on the couch?" I'm like, "Hey." There's some weird stuff going on back at my place. And uh, was, they were probably like, what'd you do? Yeah. I think I finally came clean. And then phew, mom was not happy. Neither was dad. Yeah, neither was I. Neither was Ryan. And nothing. And what's weird is, I can't remember. I think it just stopped happening, you know, after a while. We, people stopped hearing it. and It went dormant. We might have went out there and prayed over it. I think that might have been what would happen. Probably needed to. Repent of a lot of things, <laughs> but and people hearing this, I, I know, and, and some I know some people that play with Ouija boards. And it's like a funny thing, you know. Nothing, nothing happens; they're fine. But I think there's good and evil in life, and you, you know, if you play with stuff like that, you open up doors. In my opinion, 
Doors you can't shut, possibly. Especially when you burn the door. <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> when you light it on fire. Especially so. when every move you make makes the situation ten times worse. So learn from me. Use this as a cautionary tale of what not to do. Don't mess with that kind of stuff. Take it from Chris. <laughs> Even though I did. Take it from Uncle Chris. <laughs> but I think that's going to be the end of Chris's creepy corner. I don't know if that was as good as... Or as creepy as the one last week. That one last week, when we were listening back, I was to the one last week, and I was alone with the haunted toy. That really gave me the creeps, and I was listening to it by myself. But this is another freaky one. Yeah, I actually had people reach out to me and tell me how, like, tell me they had the same response you did. It kind of surprised me because I just didn't think of it like that. But yeah, people seem to love the last story. But those are all true stories. This is also a good one. And yeah, I think. Everybody's going to want more of Chris's Creepy Corner next year, but I guess we'll see. We can never get out of this castle. I think we need to lighten it up a bit. Chris, let's move on to everybody's fan favorite. Of course, I'm talking about Hypothetical Hoot Nanny. Yeehaw! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, do you have a hypothetical? Yes, I do. I think we're going to save you for last. You're going to be like the main course here. Big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I would go first but i got a feeling chris is gonna want to justin yes and we go right into it me and ryan are in a house we're the same distance from you this house is burning down <laughs> you, you know you can only save one of us and the person you choose to save unfortunately the other one you're gonna leave behind is gonna perish so how, how, how are you gonna pick <laughs> is this really the hypothetical? Yeah, it's real. It's real as it gets, unfortunately. <laughs> think, I want you to think about this. and, and how, am I sp- <laughs> how am I supposed to choose? I don't know. You tell me. You're, the house is burning down, Justin. We're wasting daylight. You got to save one. House is burning down. Equal With, distance away from Equal me. distance away. I got to choose one. You got to pick one of us to save. You got to leave the other one behind. Which one of you is lighter? I am. Probably mine. <laughs> no, I ain't probably about it. You shut your fat mouth. <laughs> I'm definitely the lightest one. It yeah, but Ryan's shaped differently. So I still weigh less. Yeah, but you're you're more awkward. <laughs> You'd be a lot more awkward to carry out. We all know this. I love you, by the way. Let me continue to hear your pitch. <laughs> Which one I should say. Think about all the love and laughter I bring you. And Ryan has no response. No, I, if I was there, I'd be like, save Chris. <laughs> if I, if I was there, in be, this situation, I'd be like, you got to save Chris. If I was there, I'd be like, save me, please. <laughs> Chris would also be clamoring for to be saved. Well, taking that into consideration, I guess I'd save Chris. You would save me. I would respect my older brother's wishes and save my baby brother. Well, if anybody should sacrifice themselves, it should be the oldest brother. Yeah, I got no problem with that. That's what I think. That's the. But here's the thing: I would get into. We would get into this problem. I wouldn't want to leave him behind, so I would want to sacrifice myself. So basically, what you're saying is, all three of us are going to die in this fire. (laughs) There's a chance. There's a chance for that to happen. I think it's funny that Chris says that when two seconds ago he's like, "Save me, Justin. (laughs) Forget Ryan." Oh no! Once he has that assurance, you're going to pick him. It's like, oh, okay. Well, you can throw him a bone. In all reality, I think I would just kick you out, shut the door behind, look around, like, "Well, we had a good run." If you have the energy to kick Justin out of the house, why don't you just leave? 
Yeah, that's when the when they were there investigating the scene. I don't know why these guys just didn't just get up and walk out of his house. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're sitting on the couch. Chris breaks my legs, make sure I can't go. Like what? No, Ryan, we're in this together. Like the energy you took to break my legs, you could have got us out of here. Like, good job, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that the rest of the time we're together, it's going to be awkward. <laughs> I'm just playing. All right. Is it my turn? Yep. Go ahead. Justy Bug. This yes. is going to be geared towards you. Chris is like, thank God, finally a break. You're walking through the park one day because you know that's the best place to find Chris. You guys interact for a little while in this imaginary park. You decide to go back to Chris's house to hang out, play some games, you know, just chill out. Well, when you're at Chris's house, you decide to go to the bathroom. And when you come out of the bathroom, you can see Chris's bedroom door is slightly ajar. (laughs) And the (laughs) light's on in there. And with the light on, you kind of make out something strange on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't got that yet. (laughs) Okay. You open up Chris's bedroom door, walk in, and realize that there are hundreds and hundreds of polaroids of you on the toilet hung up all over chris's bedroom somebody has taken tons of pictures of you going to the bathroom and hung them up all over chris's bedroom now justin you are mortified by this and you confront chris about it and chris is you're like chris what the heck is this (laughs) And Chris is like, I'm being framed. I'm telling you, I didn't do this. I would never take photos of you on the toilet. I don't believe that for a second. (laughs) (laughs) This is not me. There's just lots of photos through the window of you staring at the ground, sitting on the toilet, using the bathroom. That's basically what it is. So you finally believe Chris is your brother. You help him take all the photos of you down and burn them. You guys move on. Now, you're over at Chris's house say a year later a year's gone by enough time to really forget the whole thing happened and you're going to the bathroom and just out of curiosity you check chris's bedroom again and once again it is chock full of brand new photos of you going to the bathroom you're sitting on a toilet just refilled with toilet pics (laughs) and they're all brand new they've all been taken in the last year because, you know, you just look at look at yourself and you know your age. So, basically, the toilet photos have just started up again. And this time, it's a lot harder to believe Chris <laughs> isn't doing it. <laughs> <laughs> However, Chris continues to tell you, I didn't do it. I'm telling you, I did not take these toilet pictures of you. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how these things keep appearing in my bedroom before you come over here. Now, Justin, my question to you is, what do you do in this situation? How do you handle this whole toilet photo situation with Chris? Do you never see him again? Do you go home? Do you believe him? How do you go forward in your relationship with Chris after seeing all these toilet photos of yourself? I I think I would come to him and be like, Chris, just be honest with me. If you got some sort of weird toilet fetish <laughs> involving your brother, involving, involving brother. me, your brother, just be honest with me. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't really know what you do. You I wouldn't think- just take my word for it. Mate, the second time, <laughs> and your your room's covered in photos. I, I'll be like, Chris, 
if you didn't do it, then why aren't you taking down these photos? <laughs> it's a ghost. <laughs> you know, I don't want to upset anybody. I just left them. <laughs> you see that one, Justy Bug? That was chilly night. Ugh. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I thought you might would want these, so I saved them for you. Yeah. Can- Everybody needs more candid photo shots. I, I think. I don't know if I'd believe him. I wouldn't stop talking to him. I just think he's really weird. <laughs> I'm constantly telling him, hey, you got to go take a dump anytime soon. So I mean, you would just keep hanging out with him like normal, knowing this guy's taking pictures of you taking dumps. <laughs> you're like, like, hey, I'll see you at Christmas. I'd be, I'd be slightly impressed because he's figured out my bowel movement schedule. I got a little sensor going off. Wait, why am I getting in this? I wouldn't do that. <laughs> and he's got photos of you from your house, using the bathroom, from work, from like gas stations, like everywhere. So he's like been out and about. Got it figured out. No, he just admitted it, Jesse Bug. You got it figured out. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't take photos of you. I'd probably try to catch him in the act because... In my bathroom, <laughs> I, opposite of the toilet is a giant mirror. So I could just look in the mirror, look out the window. See me with a Polaroid. Chris. Yeah, see yeah. with an old-timey Polaroid camera. <laughs> yeah, it's like, cha-cha-cha-chan. I'm streaming, on a, I'm streaming it to like a website, like justinsbowels.com or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so basically, you would try to catch him and... It wouldn't change y'all's relationship at all. I mean, it would change it, but he's still my brother. I just think he's creepy. <laughs> Mentally unbalanced. <laughs> kind of like you do anyway. Yeah. So you'd be supportive of it. So if I ever do develop that type of condition, you'd be there for me. I don't think supportive is the right word. I think tolerate. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's that's in, good he's to like know. into it. He's like got questions about it. I love this let's long move, yeah, let's move on from this awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, I can accept that answer. Jesse Bug, what do you got for us? All right. Ryan, this is for you. <sighs> okay. Chris, we all know, is a confirmed bachelor right now. But. <laughs> <laughs> and most likely till I die. <laughs> but he starts talking to us about this girl that he's seeing and then the relationship develops we haven't seen her but chris is going on and on and on about how madly in love with her she is good for you man and we're like (laughs) we're like chris when are we gonna see this mystery woman and he's like ah the time has to be right you know keeps kind of like putting it off then finally we have a family get together at mom and dad's to meet her well days going on we're like chris where you at when are you gonna show up he's like i'll, I'll be there at sundown <laughs> <laughs> very suspicious but okay sundown yes yeah, sundown don't worry sundown i'll be there uh okay well sundown comes chris comes in through the door now ryan yes <laughs> You're familiar with Gremlins 2, right? <laughs> yes, I am. Chris walks in with the female Gremlin from Gremlins 2. Okay. If anybody doesn't know what this looks like, go to Google, search female Gremlin. You'll see it. 
She's a babe. Yeah. Now, now, this whole time we're at mom and dad's, Chris is like loving on this thing, like running his <laughs> fingers through its hair. <laughs> through its scales. <laughs> giving it sweet kisses on its forehead. <laughs> it looks at Chris and goes, Chris, yum, yum. <laughs> Chris opens up a little cooler, feeds it a, a fish. Oh, my God. Oh, feeding it like old frozen cod. Dad's sitting in his recliner gagging. <laughs> Dad has his shirt up over his nose. <laughs> now, Ryan, Chris is telling us that he is so madly in love, he is going to make a honest gremlin <laughs> out of this gremlin. And gremlin. He, he says this is the love of his life. He's talking about having a family. He's got a glass of water because he's ready for kids. Oh, okay. Ah, I see what you did there. Now, Ryan, we all know this is a big mistake. There's only trouble that's going to happen. But here's your choices. You can ignore this and conserve Chris's happiness. And if you choose to ignore this, there's a 95% chance things are going to get out of control. <laughs> <laughs> and our little town is going to end up like Kingston Falls. Yeesh. We don't know that, though. Well, there's Not, a 95% chance. 95% chance. Still. 5% chance Chris can keep a lid on this thing. <laughs> I like it. Chris likes those odds. <laughs> Option two, you can throw his gremlin bride out into the sun, destroy the problem, and we don't have to worry about it, but there is also a 95% chance Chris never speaks to you again. What's the downside? <laughs> Option three. In a jealous rage, you kill Chris and steal his gremlin bride for yourself. And there's a 100% chance Chris dies. Now, do me and the gremlin live happily ever after? Yes. So, the, the town doesn't get destroyed. Everything's good. Yes. Man, that is super tempting. <laughs> you just said you're gonna. You just want to murder me. I uh, want that one of that gremlins that you brought her to the family. Been showing her off. Ugh. <laughs> and I tell you what, she's she's if she if she's willing to bounce from brother to brother, then you can guess <laughs> maybe she's not the gremlin for you. Then <laughs> for the rest of your life, you're gonna hear right, yum yum. <laughs> man, you know, there's no. Of course, there's no good option, but. Let's face it, Chris letting the town get destroyed might as well be a 100% chance. It's going to happen. He's going to relax off on the rules. Things are going to get out of hand. Possibility. So as much as it would pain me, I would have to take his gremlin bride and toss her into the sun. And then Chris and I would probably just never have a dialogue again. Even though I would try. I would have, that's a sacrifice I'd have to make. It was true love, Ryan. I finally found someone. I settled down. It's an animal, Chris. You're dating an animal. <laughs> I like y'all's fascination with me settling down with a broomstick. <laughs> me banging a gremlin. Well, wait, you're, wait, you're using water. Wait till you get pregnant in that junior remake. <laughs> <laughs> and the broomstick gets jealous. Ugh. Well, Ryan, since you have chosen that, after a year, 
Chris finally gets over it and comes back to you in your loving embrace and you guys have continue to have your brotherly relationship. Forgiveness, Ryan. That is the key. Oh, yeah. I mean, a year, I could do that easy. Love conquers all, Ryan. <laughs> That's like what I hear. Love conquers all. That was a pretty good one, Jesse Bug. I like that. I can tell you actually put a lot of thought into it. Good job. I've had that one stored back for a rainy day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fellas. Justin, have you checked your jetpack yet? Yeah. Uh, it looks like it's fully charged. Are we ready to get out of here? Oh, man, I've been ready for weeks. All right, fellas. Climb onto my back. <laughs> I hope this okay. bad boy holds us up. I've got a lot of fuel in that jetpack. We better hurry up. I think I hear Count Fagler making his way up the stairs. If it's that, brothers. Hey, wait a minute. What is going on in here? What is that? Hurry, hey. boys. Come on, come on. Let's get out of here. Press the jet fuel, Justin. Hope you brought a back brace. No, no, come back. Come back. No. Justy Bug, uh, away. Uh, oh, 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 my, my gosh. gosh. Why are you strapped in and we're not? You need three, three straps. Just hold on tight, boys. Just hold on tight. <laughs> Oh my god, we're flying free like birds. Like a Kentucky fried bird. Oh, <sighs> oh my gosh. Justy well, Bug, I can't believe that actually worked. Oh, my back freaking hurts. You guys are heavy. I was digging my nails into you. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to explain these scratches on my back to my wife. Uh, Don't tell her it's from me. <laughs> you might be better off saying it was someone else besides Chris. <laughs> then she'll be like, what is he taking pictures of you taking a dump too? Well, y'all you, you, hear that? Everybody's out trick or treat. Looks like things are back to normal. Thank God. Yeah. Everybody's out trick or treating. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess, did we save Halloween? <laughs> How do you figure that? I don't know. I just want to be a hero. I feel like... <laughs> I, feel the, like the, I feel like the hero of the story is good old Justy Bug. It is Justy Bug. Thank you. Thank you for saving us. No, thank you for saving me with <laughs> endless entertainment this past October. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Even though you didn't come look for us until the last week of October, we appreciate it. Oh, man. I'm so glad to be back in America. I missed the mailbag room. We're going to have to go figure out. I let the peach cobbler sitting on the countertop. It's gonna be, we're going to have ants, fellas. Oh, man. That's something to look forward to, but that's been ruined. Well, hey, everybody. We are finally back to the States, back in good old U.S. of A. And... Thanks to Justy Bug for saving us out of Count Fagel's castle. Yeah, we hope you guys have enjoyed Heavyset Halloween. We've enjoyed it. It's been long. We <laughs> 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 may have bit off more than we could chew, but it's been really enjoyable. We hope you, hope you guys have enjoyed it. Thanks for making us part of your October celebration. We hope we're able to provide you with some entertainment. 
until we see you guys again in November. Say it. Oh, Igor. I was this close, Igor. What happened? We almost had him. It was that piece of poop, Justy Bug. That is the last time I fought for the old tricksy, gypsy trick. Oh, but he was so convincing, Igor. Yes, master. He was an attractive gypsy. Igor, they may have won the battle, but they have not won the war. I refuse to give up, Igor. We shall hide in the shadows, Igor, and talk amongst the children of the night and form our next plan for me to be a host of the Heavyset Podcast. Yes, master, we will be back until we meet again. <laughs> <laughs> waiting on here. Where, where's Count Fagula at? Hold on one second. <laughs> Eagle. Oh, you, brought, you got us some entertainment? Yes, Ryan. Shut your mouth and let me finish. <laughs> <laughs>